sitting here going, we lost the cup final because I forgot the ball. And then I'll uh, every Facebook group would be. Right, right. He should Lady. be the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so what, what else, uh, you know, do you want to chat about anything else? I mean, right now about the team, I mean, this year was, it was you know, it was great. I really enjoyed being back. You know, last year we got back. Jenny, my wife, is basically the yeah, team manager. Jen, uh, you know, I'm kind of sad Jenny's not here. I'm not going to lie. Someone's going to have to ask Jenny right? to come, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 tell Jenny, like, hey, yeah, next time Matt says it's with you without the kids. Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. Yeah, because that would be fun. Because, uh, obviously, well, you're both very genuine people. But she brings a different, she brings a different vibe to it. Yeah. And to watch her with the, with the team... She's a breath of fresh air, man. Unreal. And, and she's on top of her stuff. She's very professional, but she comes from the... You know, she played water polo for the national team. She's a Hall of Famer at UW for rowing. You know, so she's from a sporting environment. You know, she's yeah. been with me 20 years. So you, you, like, yeah. you better she like, knows how to hurt cats just, is what right. I just heard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, they are, should I say squirrels? <laughs> but, and, well, right. And, but funny enough, you know, we would, she would, we would order food this year. I tell you like a little back end story which we might enjoy is that you know we'd order all the food and a load of bananas well after the first week of bananas there's a load of bananas left over so jenny makes she take them home and the rotting so make banana bread right yep. and she makes amazing banana bread so anyway next thing you know we're three weeks in and i'm like so no bananas being but then the guys are having a thing amongst don't eat the bananas with their banana bread on monday <laughs> Right, so it became a thing. But once again, what did that do? The guys were conversing with each other about something other than rugby, and it was about you. you was the banana bread. Bring the banana bread. Right? It's tradition. 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 Now we, yeah, now we've ruined it, right? Yeah, so, tradition on yeah. an accident. Yeah. And I was actually, I called all the guys in one, and I, I said I was pissed, and they'll come in, and I go get angry, and they're like looking at me, and I'm like, I said I can't believe everyone thinks Jenny's making this banana bread, but I'm slaving over the stove at home. You know, like your water. So, uh, but no, it's it's. Did you show them a picture of your apron too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Show them. Yes, yes. Yeah. But no, we had a good dynamic. We had the management team was four. I brought two more guys in. Dave, who's the manager of the the club, and Brian, who's ex army, and Brian, who's the um, head of health uh, director of uh, our medical stuff for the club, um, came on board as well. So you got four people and through COVID we never saw it be more beneficial because I got COVID and ball never got dropped somewhere else was there yep. so when guys showed up it still looked the same you know same so, routine yeah and I feel like the coaching staff management and everyone else I think this year it, it's you know last year's class this is kind of first year as head coach and we're, we're getting closer yeah. and closer and uh, trying to figure out what everyone's roles and responsibilities are and stuff like that you know so I'm excited for the future so that's good to hear because yeah. you, for those at home that don't know, he hasn't always been like that with with this club. So no, it's no, good no. to hear positive. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, after we won year two, you know, it wasn't really going the direction I thought it needed to go. Um, no. So I, 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 you know, there was people that I played rugby with and, and uh, friends of mine, and I didn't really feel like this was going in the right direction as far as how we were looking after people and stuff. And, and and rather than argue, I just thought I've got to need to take myself out of the equation and focus on something else. And that's and that was well, focus on the club and, and our community programs and, and really build that back out again and, and make sure people are doing things for the right reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and Clarky approached me, you know, two years later, which was the beginning of last year, and asked me if I wanted to get back involved and you know, I mean, 
I was there at the beginning. Of course I did. Of course you do. You right. just like give me a reason to, yeah. and I'm in. But, but we've got, you know, it's like anything. If I go to work for any company, I'm going to go, what do you stand for? Who are you? What are you trying to achieve? How are we achieving that? You know, and, and it's no different with the rugby team. Right. You know, and people think, well, you know, people are passionate about rugby. They'll just play rugby for us. No, they'll play rugby, but it doesn't have to be for you. It's about us. Right. Yeah. How do we create, you know, when I played yeah, in London, right. well, and I, I tell you what, a, a massive epiphany for me was, was how to create culture within a rugby program. I'm like, why was it always so easy for me? Well, because I played for London Irish, and that's who I was. My family's Irish, they and I grew up in exactly. England. Right? Well, no, but I mean, it's it's who you are. You are London Irish, right? I'm, it's, it's culturally, okay. it's who I am. It wasn't like Harlequins or Wasps right. or Richmond. It's just a place or a, or a team that's called a name. Right, this right. was actually physically, you know, my blood. I am London Irish, right? So... I'm like, wow, you know, I never took it, I've taken it for granted that that's, so now I realize how hard it is to create a culture for a program that as actually isn't, uh, you know, a cultural team. When like London Scottish. About five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually the Seawolves, I was like, yeah. it was after year two, funny enough, because we created it within Seattle Rugby Club. There's 17 players playing in year one from the club, and 17 in year two. And we've won national championships. And a lot of the guys, the other guys, were the guys we play against in Canada. On our team, yeah, so we all knew each other. Yeah. And once again, it was like, oh wow, we've we've taken culture for granted because we built this, you know, here, and we and yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, how do we create a culture for a program that's got so many different types of people in it? Like the Arnold, when I was a London Irish, you had to be of Irish descent. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We're all connected in England, which yeah. made you even oh, more. Right? Oh, yeah. right. yeah, the bit between your teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So imagine when we played the British Army, it was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. Game, yeah. You know? that was a prideful game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So then it's like, well, how do we create that? And then I, but I had to go question myself. I'm like, well, why? I've always, I've always been passionate about the teams I played for. Well, of course I am. That's who I am. Yeah. You know. But that's what you know, when we were talking in the kitchen. That's one one thing I really noticed, and this is something you know, maybe if you're a fire, you're, you okay. know, you are the same wavelength with this. But um, you know, uh, taking trips to Ireland and England was. You know, it's like these. It's like a, it's it's like a cathedral. Like these 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 grounds that you visit, these teams that you see. It's just it's more than just a club. Yeah, it's absolutely. more than just well, you know, and interesting. Oh it's, yeah. It's, well, and interestingly, so if you play amateur rugby at home, you're not going to leave your amateur team to go and play for that amateur team that's the next town over, right? Just unheard of. The aspiration for you is to become a professional. So you go up, not sideways. Right. right. The only time you'd go sideways is if you moved and moved to a whole different region of the country, right? Whereas we're a little bit more nomadic. You know, guys are like, well, that's a better team, I'll go over there. Right. Right. So, uh, that's not what we're trying to achieve. You know, we want guys to stay at Tacoma Rugby Club. We want guys, and then it's like, how can we make Tacoma Rugby Club achieve the things they need to achieve? And Valley and East, because right now, Seattle Rugby Club goes to Canada to play our games because it's a better standard at the moment, right? Yep. Do I want to? No. no. I don't mind playing some exhibition games up there, but when you're playing 25 games crossing the border with a bunch of guys who don't have any money, that becomes really expensive, really time-consuming. Guys don't want to do it all the time. And our women's program, yeah. right? You know, you've got a lot of young female athletes that don't have a lot of money, and we're saying, let's go to Canada and play rugby. Well, you can't random willy-nilly take anybody up there either anymore now, either. No, no, no. You're going to have passport. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, so, that's money. Yeah, yeah, it's money. It's okay. all money. So now it's like, well, how can we look at each other around here and help each other, mm-hmm. create a culture within our community 
to be better. Like rugby Washington is so much in a better place than it was two, three years ago, as you know. Yeah, Aaron Lee is going to come on soon too. It's funny I reached out to him. Weird how I reached out to the same guys, but no, uh, yeah, no, it's it's he's the great guy for the job too. Oh, because you get now he's a guy who's come up from the youth program, played for Liberty, played for Valley, played for the Seattle Rugby Club. You know, I played with Aaron, and yeah. and and it was the bigger thing. It's about rugby. It's not about so when we go into schools. You know, year one and two, you know, I would wear certain things or, or club and seawalls. And I would be questioned by such. I saw Lommy was on a couple of weeks ago. But I remember him asking me about, you know, why, you know, why aren't you like mentioning the seawalls more or something? I'm like, it's about rugby. It's not, it's, it's, it's about the culture of rugby. And, and look, we can talk about the seawalls. I talk about the seahawks. And most kids in the room will go, fantastic. I'm never going to be a seawall. Right. right. Whereas I can put people in the room and go, just a minute, I can do that. I, I, that's achievable. That's, I, can that's play, I, can, I can play for Valley Rugby Club and now help me find a job and a place to live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another club that's really stepped up their game. I'm really yeah. impressed. Yeah. Really happily yeah. surprised. Totally knew they could do it, but they need a couple different leaders to do it. Yeah, like, it's like any program, right? You know, you're blessed to have leaders. And, and um, you know, my challenge for a set rugby club is, you know, I'm obviously very passionate about what we're doing and, and the club is just a vessel. It's not really, you know, I mean, I love Seattle Rugby Club, but it's more about rugby. I'm more passionate about rugby than I am the club. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a, it's really a case of, you know, and I meet with the presidents of Valley and stuff and, and talk to them and other people in the community and to go, you know, how are you doing things, you know, and things I've learned, and I don't know it all. I'm learning every day. But it's like, you know, when you ask the president of rugby club, I, I'll always start with, uh, and I won't mention names, but, I'll, I'll, but, I, but I'll always mention... When was the last business? Because remember, if you're a president of a rugby club, well, all those guys own their own business or a manager within their businesses. Right? I'm like, when was the last big important meeting you had with your company? And they'll go, oh, you know, here and we went to dinner or we did it at, the, uh, at uh, you know, this restaurant or we did it at the office. And we, okay, great. Uh, so when was the last big meeting you had about your rugby club? And before you answer, I'm guessing it was in a bar. And they're like, yeah. yeah. So you want both of them to be successful, yeah. but you're going to do one of them in a bar and you're going to do one of them in an office. Maybe, you need, right? And all of a sudden, you've changed the dynamic of the people that are in your pro, your leadership group. You put it in, uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in an office, and you have a whiteboard, and there's things up there, and there's a plan, and there's no outside distractions. All of a sudden, you change people's behavior. They're like, oh, we're, actually, we're being serious today. Well, that's why we're here. You know, there's a time to you can go to the bar afterwards or do whatever afterwards. Yeah. But we're yeah. having our important meetings, as I did, in pubs, mm-hmm. right? And then expecting it to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yet when we want our businesses to be successful, we don't do it in a pub. No. So We're not successful businesses. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the thing, the reality is, I think, it's rugby people, I think, are amazing people, but at the same time, we want everyone outside rugby to take rugby seriously. The people who take rugby seriously the least sometimes are rugby people. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're we're like, yeah, no worries, bro, blah, 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 and I've got you, or now we go and try and go after sponsors outside of rugby, they're not buying into that. We have, we have to approach them in a different way, you know, and get them engaged. You know, you know, how many people do you reach? They can ask you all the questions, you know, how many people do you reach? Blah, blah, blah. You've, you've got to document those things. And it's tough because a lot of rugby clubs are, someone goes, who's president? And then some guy in the back or a woman in the back goes, oh, I'll do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But if we help each other, now it's not such it's not a, a burden. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Yeah. There's a new club, the Rhinos, started up in Everett. You yeah. know, yeah. first thing they did, reach out, really. Yeah. I said, no problem, whatever you need. So yeah. I said, they shared all of our documents, anything we got, our bylaws, everything. Things that I remember back in the day, I'd be like, oh, this is not my skill set, and I'm a rugby player at the time. Yeah. You know, but now our board of directors now is, is uh, 60% of them are not even people who've ever been affiliated with rugby. Yeah. And they're professionals. Why? Because they want to be involved with the community program, right? And they want to help with the, the bigger picture. We do a lot of work with the oncology unit, the VA, and unfortunately, guys with terminal. And we've, you know, we've helped guys and their families for a few years now. People have come in and got on our board because of that. Like, we want to be part of this, you know? Rugby's just a part of it. The, yeah, the, it's the, just a, it's a sliver. Yeah, if, if playing 80 minutes was what it's all about, then what happens when you get injured? You're not a rugby player anymore? Right. I don't exist anymore because I'm not playing. It doesn't make sense. Right. Right. And that goes against everything we tell everyone while we're playing. Right. <laughs> right. But like, is it kind of like the, the, that's kind of like the American culture, isn't it? Though? Right? Well, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a struggle here because yeah. when guys, you know, I'm probably going to upset some people, but yeah, it's, it's good. You know what? You know, they'll, they'll agree. Yeah. You know, when someone goes, um, I'm getting married, like, have a nice life. You know, it's like goodbye here, you know, um, because maybe their spouse isn't brought into the rugby culture and all that stuff. And, That's and they, a good point. And they, and they don't, they leave it, they leave. And, and I have these conversations, I would say, every month with players who are like, because I am I have a wife that's supportive and blah, 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 you know. But the same to people, like, well, how do you do that? I, mean, I said, I guess that your wife sees you leave the house, go training, you know, you go to games, you get back late, you might go for a few beers, blah, blah. It's separate. I don't see any of it separate. Imagine the support group your wife has if you incorporate her into this culture, right? If something happens to you, she's going to be fine, yeah. right? But we don't. We see it separate, right? And I don't see it separate. I see everything connected. Work, how we connect with people outside of rugby, in rugby. It's no different from, you know, it's, I don't think see it as any different. Our kids can grow up. They don't have to play. They can be part of an environment where they see, my kids have seen every shape, size, color of person interact in a positive manner. And it is sculpted who they are. Not me telling them. They felt it. They've seen it. They've experienced it. And now they know everyone deserves respect. Right? And, and, and that's what we've got to, unfortunately, you know, when someone marries someone who's not there and incorporated in that, it's like, I have to give up playing now. Which basically means I'm, you're never going to see me again. Right. Right. right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah and, and, which and, could be scary because that might be some of the most consistent positive environment they've ever been around. Well, what happens in the marriage? Like what happens, you know? No, right. makes you worry. Well, we've we've experienced loss, you know, with mm-hmm. people who've taken their own lives recently, you know, and it's, you know. Yeah, we lost quite a few this summer. Absolutely. And and some of that, and, it, and some of those people did pull away from that rugby, that rugby uh, environment, you know. Um, and and the, these are support groups. R- look, rugby in America is boys and girls stuff for everyone over 18. Pretty much. Right? Much, who's that's a really good let's, let's think about a kid that's 18 years old in a bad situation. He doesn't make a basket for the team to go to college. Who's looking after him next? No one. No one. No one. I, 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 yeah, 18 to, to 25, right. probably. It's probably the toughest part as a, as a man in, in America. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, I mean, period. Well, it's like, you don't know, am I going to go to college? What work track am I going on? What's going to keep me stimulated on the right side? And that's, and you're only having those thought processes if you're in a positive place already. Yes, right. yes, but if you're around the 
Right? If you're yeah. in a bad environment, yeah, I, don't right? want, I don't want to like say, yeah, 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 we're on the same. So if you're in, a, in an abusive yeah. or a, yeah. a bad environment, you're like, oh, you can't even see the woods through the trees. Right. Right? Day day day. And when you're under 18, there are teachers, there are people, there are community programs. You're told people. what to do on a regular basis. Yeah, people, there's yeah. someone looking out for you at 18, it's like, next. Well, yeah. Who's looking after that lad? Yeah. Or that, 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 that woman is in an abusive relationship. So, you know, right, just, yeah. so all of a sudden, it's like, rather than argue with the system, let's just provide not a place for them to come. Right? And then now we share that message where there's a place for them to come. And guess what? You get, like, like say, boxing's a great example. They need no, opportunity. They're, they're, tr- they're trying to get out of something, right? They're, you know, I don't think a lot of those guys woke up and say, "I want my, you know, I want to be punched in the face." If they had the opportunity to do something else, then but they don't. They didn't have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We've had guys who've come to me. One in particular said to me, "I want to join the army," and I said, "Why do you want to join the army?" He goes, "Because my, my other option is join again." Mm-hmm. So I connected him to someone who was a Samoan special forces guy. You know, a year later he came back to me. And I said, "Just play rugby. Get with this guy." You know, he thought that he couldn't, he couldn't see job. He couldn't see, all he saw was army, gang, right? And, uh, and I said, both those things involve people shooting at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but ultimately, a year later, he came back and said, I want to join the army. So why do you want to join the army? I said, I said, my country. Great answer. Yeah, that's a totally different situation. Right, so all you're doing is, is you're trying to give them the opportunity to take the blinkers off and go, and the way to do that is put the right people in the room. And they're like, oh, so there's hope. Yes. Yeah, give them some mentorship. Yeah, and I realised I couldn't be that guy. I was doing it for years at Rainier Beach, but none of the kids looked like me, right? And then I put someone who did Dion, right. who's a seawolf and a set rugby club guy. He stood in front of them, and uh, one of our female players, and that was the most empowering thing. We had a female player, and she was a, a body type that they thought, well, she can't play sports because they thought they might have to be five ten or five nine and play basketball. Or mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you put someone in front. No, I play for the women's national team. No. I'm so I can play rugby, All of, and it just changed people right there, you know. And Dion spoke to the kids, and the engagement was—I haven't spoken since. I just put the right people in the room, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's their message, and they have to see the hope. And, and all of a sudden, what's the outcome of that? Dion became a seawolf, won two national championships with the seawolves. Why is that? Because you looked after him. You know, right? That's the outcome. Right? Yeah, and right. it's all—it's all connected. You know, I don't see anything not being connected. You know, and we we put. We put things in compartments and stuff like that. But that's our community program. No, that's part of your success. Right. That's absolutely part of your success. Yeah. So, and like I say, there's lots of opportunities to, to, to get out and do stuff like that. You know? Well, we're going to keep talking, but I'm going to cut you guys off from yeah. our conversation. I, you know me, I'll chat forever. No, no, no. You and I are <laughs> two peas in a pod, bro. But I know that uh, some of these people are going to lose interest. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kelly.